take your Bible this evening and let's go to, oh, that's a great question, isn't it? Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 2. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2. And uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the mind of missions. And um, the, the mind is a, a terrible thing to waste, someone said. And um, I, I remember hearing a preaching, preacher talking one time about stinking thinking. And... Uh, the mind is certainly always something that's been under attack, but I'd say today it's under attack as much as or more it's, than it's ever been. Um, I would say that the devices that most of us uh, look at hourly, minute by minute sometimes, are stealing our minds. And uh, they're certainly trying to diminish and dismantle our thoughts. And the Lord's always trying to get us back on track. Okay? So, um, the, the Bible says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Right? And we, we know that. We even kind of, <clears throat> yeah, it's inspired. And it is. And we should. And we ought to. We ought to hold that book high and praise the Lord for it. But, but what it's for is very important. And it reproves us sometimes. And sometimes, you know, reproving us, it's telling us, hey, you're doing that wrong. And sometimes it's correcting us and telling us you can do it better. You understand that? Cor correction isn't always because you're doing it wrong. A correction is sometimes because you can do it better. And with our thought life, it can all take some reproof, and it all needs some correction. And I would say it needs that more often than not. And when it comes to understanding the mind of the Lord, well, that's a big, big subject. You know, someone's going to get up and say, tonight I'm going to speak to you on the mind of the Lord. Well, you might as well just, you know, pull up your, you know, duvet and start, you know, because you're going to be sleeping. It's going to be a long message. That's, that's a huge thought, isn't it? The mind of the Lord. Um, but, but... The Lord narrows those things down for us sometimes. And uh, the Lord here through the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter number uh, 2. Let's read 11 verses here this evening. He says in verse 1, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of, and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife and vain or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
I, I think we get a little bit of an idea here of missions, actually, in particular when we get to the end of this chapter and we see that the Lord has a, a purpose in this and that he, he would see that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we understand that everyone is going to stand before judgment someday. Uh, uh, Christians, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, lost the great white throne judgment. We understand that. And we understand that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess this. But I would say that it's very clear through the scriptures that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That the Lord is, is very mindful of the lost and he's very mindful of the need for salvation. And he's very mindful of you. And uh, he understands your oh, capability or incapability of keeping the right thoughts or keeping the things in mind that you need to keep in mind. And so you see in this passage here, he talks about your mind a few different times. I think the church at Philippi, I mean, as you read in the scriptures, I mean, it wasn't a bad church. It was a good church, a quality church. And as Paul went through town there and got that thing established and and the preachers preached, and, and uh, that thing was built up. Uh, but, but Paul now is trying to con console them and help them uh, to continue in the things that they have learned and been assured of. And uh, so he says there, first of all, in verse number two, he says, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be, notice, like-minded. And so if you're going to have the mission's mind... And, and by the way, when we're talking about uh, missions, we're talking about ascending. That's what a mission is. For instance, uh, you know, a mission to the moon. And, uh, you know, and yeah, I was going to get into conspiracies there, but I won't. Okay. And, and, and you shouldn't either. It's sidetracking you from the mission. See? And I, yeah, it's ascending. Uh, it's a service. Uh, we would say that's a man on a mission. All right? It's a service. Um, it's a series of, of, of labors uh, with the purpose of conversion. That's in particular when we're speaking of the things of Christ and Christianity. It's a series of labors with the purpose of, of conversion. And uh, Paul's speaking here, the Lord's speaking here of a mission's mind, and he says that you ought to be like-minded. Now, when he's talking about like-minded, which mind is he talking about here? We, we understand that the Apostle Paul is speaking by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But look there at Philippians chapter 1, look at verse number 27. He says, only. All right, there's singleness, by the way, here. Only. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. We understand, we should understand that the conversation here is, that's your life. That, that, that's your mouth and your movement. It's, it's, they go hand in hand. Uh, I remember hearing years ago, your walk talks and your talk talks, but your walk talks loud and your talk talks. And yet they should line up, shouldn't they? So, so that we're not hypocrisy, so that we're not double-minded. And so he says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. One spirit, one mind, striving, notice, together. Together. Hope Baptist Church, together. 
It, it, it's, it's, it's you, and it's you, and it's you, and it's you, but it's not individual, it's together. It's teamwork makes the... The what? Teamwork makes the dream work. By the way, that's a great opening to be a witness. I don't know why. I don't know why, but people love that saying. I say it all the time. I'll just, you know, be, be somewhere and I'll be helping a cashier load some groceries or something like that. And that's not my nature. My nature is to stand there like just, you know, they're trying to have small talk and it's just like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just want my groceries. But we load them together and I'll say, hey, teamwork makes the dream work. And all of a sudden, just there's a happiness there. And it gives you an opportunity to just be kind for Jesus. And hey, here's something. This is the church I go to. Or this is, I'm the pastor. So I can say, I'm the pastor of this church right here. And we'd love to have you out sometime. I'm not always this friendly, but I will be next time that you come. (laughs) I I, I don't know. whatever, Whatever you are, whatever your personality that God gave you is. But hey, teamwork makes the dream work. This is the one accord that God wants that we saw in the book of Acts. When we read the book of Acts, or I read the book of Acts, and I hope you read the book of Acts because you're reading your Bible. And when you read that, you see that that church was getting things done. Don't don't you see that? Don't you see that, hey, uh, here they're having uh, a couple thousand saved, and then here they're having a couple thousand saved, and daily the Lord was adding to the church such as should be saved, and and this guy got saved, and that guy got saved, and I mean, that's exciting. And one reason you read about that is because they were together. They were on the same page. See? So what is that? That's like-mindedness. That's the mind, the mission's mindset of Jesus Christ. Like-mindedness. Not necessarily my mind and not necessarily your mind, but God's mind on things, which is always right. Take your Bible, look over to Psalm 133. This is unity. Working uh, together. It's a grand, novel, wonderful idea. Psalm 133. Uh, this just verse, for whatever reason, is just one of my, it's one of my favorite verses. Um, I, I have an amazing family. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally, I'm thankful for my wife and our, our kids. Um, and, and I'm thankful for my brothers and my sisters. And every now and then, we get to get together. And some of you have met my brother David. And, and God bless you. <laughs> and some of you have experienced my father, John. And the Lord bless thee and keep thee and make his face to shine upon thee. And, and I heard that my brother Daniel, by the way, when you see him, just ask him if he's the oldest brother. Because he's not. He's the youngest. All right. But, but he's going to maybe be here in June. Okay. It was okay to, I, if it wasn't okay to say it, I just did say it for the Bible conference. And he pastors in Bismarck. My brother Dan, David pastors in Kalispell. Uh, I have my brother-in-law Spencer. He pastors in Kona, Hawaii. I have a brother-in-law Josh. He pastors in Missoula, Montana. And I have a sister Rachel. She's not in the ministry pastoring, thankfully. But, but, but we get together sometimes. Just rarely do we all get together. We all got together at Lucy's wedding last year. And it was just, it was just, it was just good. You know why it was good? Well, we were together. But when we were together, we were together. Does that make sense? Like-minded. 
Like, in, in Hope Baptist Church, you need to be like-minded. Okay, so we have an enemy. We have an enemy. Uh, Satan is our enemy. He's your enemy. Hey, Satan hates you. Satan is real. Sometimes when we talk about Satan, people kind of go like, like, are you going to talk about that guy again? Yeah, yeah, that guy. He's real. He, he is your enemy. He, he hates you. And, and the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 that he wants to blind your minds. He, he, he's attacking the mind. And, and what he does, one of the things he does is, his tactics is to accuse the brethren. You understand that? So, so good people, Christian people, he'll pit against one another. Why? Because he wants to defeat the mission. Do you, do you remember these two guys, maybe their names, uh, Paul and Barnabas? You, you remember that? And here they are, I mean, you, j- just getting it done. And, and, and all of a sudden, splitting up. No longer together, now on different pages, different agendas, and, you know, so... Preachers and Bible believers trying to decide who was right. They were both wrong. God's able to draw straight lines with crooked sticks. Don't, don't worry about that. Praise the Lord for that. And did just, you know, well, Paul did this and Barnabas did. Well, I mean, we can make cases for both if you want. That's another message. But, but Satan wants to attack the mission. So he starts getting in here and he starts accusing so he'll accuse you, know, you to another, and he'll accuse another to you. What did they do? They did nothing. But you think they did. They said something, but it's not what you think they said. Did you hear the word think? And so he'll get you divided. Here's what the Lord says in Psalm 133. You're there, verse number one. Behold, okay, so behold, stop, look at it. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You know what the Lord wants? He wants us to be like-minded. He wants us to be missions-minded. That's what he's talking about here. This only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That's the mind he's speaking of here. And he says, Let, let's, be, let's be like-minded. Go back here to Philippians chapter 2. Just simple thought this evening, just to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit. I know you're tired, you worked, you got school, school started. May God help you, kids in school. Thank you for going, but may God help you. Like-minded. Then, then you see it. This is, in a, this is a pretty easy outline. Uh, look down there, uh, verse number uh, three. He says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So this is the lowly mind. So what's, what's the mission's mindset? It's like-mindedness. We get on the same page. But then it's the lowly mind. Okay, so 
um, lowly-mindedness is, now don't, don't think too little of yourself, because the Bible is very clear that we need to be sober-minded, which is a biblical estimate of oneself. But the Lord knows us. And so he says, lowliness of mind. And why, why is that? Because most, most often, we need to lower our thought of ourselves a little bit. We certainly need to humble ourselves. We need to rid ourselves of pride. We need to rid ourselves of the pride of ourselves or the pride of our stature or the pride of our service or the pride of our... And we need to be lowly-minded. Uh, here, here's what he says there, what that lowly mind is there. He says in verse number three that we're esteeming other better than themselves. Now, here's what you are in life, all right? Just, this is a really deep thought. Okay, you ready? You're either one or you're another. Did you get that? It's, I was deep, so I'll say it again. You're either one or you're another. And you are to esteem other better than yourself. Well, I mean, but they, no, 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 no. But other, that, that's, by the way, everyone else, better than yourself. Esteem them. Now, the Lord's got a whole chapter on estimation in Leviticus chapter number 27 that you only thought was about the tithe. But he's trying to get your estimation according to the scriptures, according to how God sees things. And so we always need an adjusted estimate of things. And so the Lord's telling us here that we're to have a lowly mindset here if we're going to have the missions mindset. And so we're supposed to look at the people in Costa Rica as better. Better. And we're supposed to look at the people of Mexico and go, better. And we're supposed to look at the people of Botswana and go, better. And we're supposed to look at the people of Michigan and go, better. That was a joke. I didn't go over very well. <laughs> Most of you must live in Michigan, all right? So just, <laughs> we're supposed to look at the people of Ohio and say better. There, I got a few more amens there. All right, good, 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 good. Better. Um, look, look at Romans chapter 12 here. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter 12. <laughs> it's, it's a humorous verse to me. Romans chapter 12. And... Uh, Look at verse number 16, some similar thoughts here that we're looking at in Philippians. He says, be of the same mind one toward another. Okay, I mean, this is, treat, treat someone how you'd want to be treated. Think about that. Speak about someone the way you would want to be spoken about. Okay, My, uh, verse 16, mind not high things in particular yourself, but notice, but condescend to men of low estate, be not wise in your own conceits. It's easy for me to look at that and go, oh, how am I going to condescend to men of low estate? The answer is, you don't have very far to go. Do you understand that? Like when we're thinking too high of ourselves, we think of ourselves as having to descend this great staircase to go help the people or the persons wherever they might be. But to be frank, 
Amen. We're just all frail, fragile, corruptible, mortal, sinful creatures, aren't we? Aren't we? And so he says we need a lowly mindset. We need to condescend to men of low estate. We, we, we need to help people out everywhere. And we don't have very far to go, in particular if we're having the lowly mindset that God wants us to have. That's the mission's mindset. Go back here to Philippians chapter number 2. He's asking you to correct your thought process and to have the like-mindedness that he desires, the lowly mindness, and then, of course, the Lord's mind. The Lord's mind. Philippians chapter number 2, and uh, look at verse number 5. We read it already, but let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And, and then he goes on, and it's just it's such a beautiful passage on our lovely Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful in the sense of it's beyond comprehension with the finite mind. How that God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then when he did that, he he didn't do it in the fashion that if we were going to be king, we would come as. Right? Right? Um, I mean, a lowly birth, a lowly upbringing, no reputation, no reputation, not just low reputation, no reputation. Servant, humility, obedient, death, cross, crown. And so he says there, and it's a very important word, verse 5, let. 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 See, See, Paul, Paul reminded us that we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We have it. He, through salvation, through his Holy Spirit, and certainly through the scriptures. Look, look, we have the mind of Christ. I wonder what Jesus would think about that. Well, it doesn't say what he would think about that. Well, then don't worry about it. Then don't worry about it. We have it. And here's what he says. Let this mind be in you. This is the Lord's mind. Let it. What, what is it? The word let is an allowance. Allow that. Let it. Let it. Let it come in. Let it fill. Let it consume. Let it take over your very being. When we talk about a missions mindset and at a missions conference, this is, this is what we're trying to do. Okay, we're try, trying to adjust our thoughts for 51 other weeks out of the year. Okay. We don't get a concentrated effort of speaking about missions, of hearing from missionaries. We hear about them throughout the year. The pastor preaches about it throughout the year. But we have this little time where we take a concentrated effort to try to, for a couple days... <laughs> Just loosen that nut a little bit so that God can work on you. And what you need to do is yield 
this mind to the Lord for the next couple days. And then as that work takes over the next couple days, yield and yield and yield and yield and yield. Why? Because the mind is under attack. And it's a terrible thing to waste. But the Lord wants it for his glory and for his purpose. That's what we're reminded of in verse number 10 and 11. That, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When we have this proper mindset, the gospel is getting to the places it needs to get. So that people confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your mind on these things. We have our thoughts, and uh, they, they, can be, they can be vain. Uh, David said, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Um, so Lord, help our thinking. Uh, may, may it be uh, yielded uh, to your thought process. Uh, Father, I pray for a unity of the mindset of missions. Uh, the mind that God the Father had when he sent the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to save sinners. Lord, help us to have that lowly mindset of esteeming others uh, better than ourselves. And Lord, we thank you for our Lord's model of this mindset and how he uh, came down to this sinful earth and ultimately uh, shed his blood for us, for all. Was buried, rose again the third day that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So help us, Lord. Lord, we're necessary. I pray you'd change our mind. We pray this all in Jesus' name, believing. Amen. Pastor.